Hey, thanks for downloading Sockets and Cylinders. I'm Statman from B105 Radio with my pal Andrew Rosen from Smythe Automotive. How's it going, everybody? Well, it's almost Emergency Preparedness Month. It starts in September, so we figured we'd get you prepared for it today. Make sure your car is ready if disaster hits. And this is more than just have a warm blanket in the back in case you break down in the cold weather or that kind of stuff. I've been through quite a few different emergencies in my day, and and this is why I always carry jumper cables in my car. Yes, absolutely. Jumper cables. And hopefully our listeners are well knowledgeable enough at this point that they don't need the blanket. They can get up and running back on the road and get that car moving. That would be good, but still always a good tip in the winter just in case. Bottles of water or another good yeah. one. I lived in Atlanta several years ago. I don't know if you're familiar with Snowmageddon, right? There was a few years back. There was all over the news across the country. Because you don't normally get bad snow in no. Atlanta. And you it get was, a little bit here and It there, was three but... inches of snow, too. It wasn't like... <laughs> It snowed a foot and a half, but down there what happens is the temperature drops, but during the day it warms up, things start to melt, then the temperature drops again, and we get sheets of ice. And I remember the overpasses and and exit ramps and stuff, there's like videos of cars just sliding down the exit ramp, and they just keep sliding. I had an Explorer. I'm from New York. You know, I was four-wheel drive. I was a little more comfortable driving, even though driving on ACE is never safe. <laughs> I mean, but I was a little more comfortable. It was during the day. Everything was melting. It was, I'm driving down the road, and I mean, there's Cadillacs parked oh, in the middle of the street. Man. People just abandoned their vehicles. I mean, left them. just gave up? Just left them. Gave up, walked away, went home, figured out how to get home. And I mean, there was hundreds of cars just left in the streets of Atlanta. Oh my gosh. Um, That's not safe. I mean, cars can get stolen. Or just careened or, into. Or, yeah, or, yeah. Well, or somebody's going to slide into it. You know, so when it goes to that, there's a couple different things. We could talk about tire tread. You talk about tire pressure. Those are all some of those things. Fluids, especially in the winter or the summer, you know, the two things with cars are extreme heat and extreme cold. That's when you start to see things breaking. So making sure that you're good on coolant and your coolant's clean and flushed. Yeah, because you see a lot, right? After the first like cold snap, you see a lot of cars breaking down because yeah. something freezes up. Right. Or maybe they didn't do the right mix of coolant in, in there. In the summer, all they much- did was pour water in it. Yes. Yeah. And, and that happened to me, actually, with one of my cars in the past. Um, Ford Fusion. It had a, just a little leak. It wasn't bad. But to keep it going, we just kept adding a little distilled water, mm-hmm. a little more water, a little more water. And then the first cold snap, our radiator froze and cracked and open. Cracked. And that was that. My yeah. wife was left on the side of the road. And there's nothing you could do there but just hobble it to the first exit you get to and hope that it doesn't lock the engine up. But that that's a really good tip before it gets cold. Put real coolant in it along with the windshield washer fluid. My wife was also putting water into that. Yeah. And, and you, that froze and it cracked the reservoir for the windshield washer fluid. Yeah. And a lot of those reservoirs are dealer only, which is sort of a pain. Yeah. It's called you're paying out of the pocket <laughs> big time. But on that note, you know, if you want to learn how to do a coolant system check, check out our video. We have a sockets and cylinders video out on YouTube already. Search sockets and cylinders. Check coolant system flush. We kind of go over the different types of coolant and a little more detail than we'll go into today on the show. So it's really easy. And a lot of times there's just like a little valve you got to open up mm-hmm. on the bottom of the radiator and it'll just drain yep. through. You don't even need a wrench or nothing. And they we, we sell them and your automotive distributor will sell it, your supply shop. Coolant testers. I mean, they're 10, 15 bucks. 
it's a very simple it looks like a turkey baster and it's got a little plastic screen for lack of a better term on it yeah. you suck some coolant up into it it'll tell you whether it's good bad it needs to be replaced oh. very simple to use you just go right into the reservoir and check it and then in five minutes you'll know okay hey i'm either good or i'm not or we're getting close to the time where we need to do a flush that's not and you got those available at every smite every smite location yeah absolutely well that's kind of cool that'll definitely get you ready for the colder weather i guess but it's also emergency preparedness month and september is about every time of the year i was in my 86 camaro back in the day on a first date with a gal and it just quit running out of light it just died <laughs> and it wouldn't turn over i didn't even get the oh wow sound it was not just a bad alternator but a bad battery so i was like on the road dead definitely after that experience and having my date get out and push the car i was so embarrassed i didn't go on a second date that was it um yeah i i was like i'm always gonna have jumper cables on board and and pay a little bit closer attention to that warning light yeah when the alternator starts crapping out a lot of times it'll start giving you little signs you know your lights will dim or something's not working right and you don't know why something in the electrical, your turn signal doesn't click at the same speed. It's something little minute like that that is telling you it's time for a new alternator yeah. <laughs> or time for a new battery. That's your car talking to you. Definitely adhere to it. And I always, every one of my vehicles has jumper cables. And I, I tell you, I've used it on other people's cars more than my own. And it's nice to help them out. Hey, anything you can do to do something good for another person is, I mean, you know, that's what life's about. You see somebody on the side of the road, obviously today's day and age, you got to be careful. But Yeah, but pay it forward. Help where you can, absolutely. Nowadays, too, what's cool is you don't even necessarily need somebody else. We sell, and a lot of places sell, jump packs. Yeah, the jump boxes. Right. Yeah. So for a hundred, and it's it's not a small investment necessarily, but for 99 bucks, $150, they have jump packs, I mean, that are the size of your cell phone. Clip it right to your battery, but whether your alternator's bad or your battery's bad, at least these jump packs will get you up and running long enough to get you to a service center or a local place or somewhere, a local Smith Automotive where you just buy a new battery and we'll come out and replace it for and you. Actually when we were in the demolition derby a few weeks ago, my car, your car, and yeah. my brother Tom's car were all dead. And he got a jump box from Smythe Automotive when we were up there in Milford working. And that's what jumped two of the cars to yeah. get going. And that's what I'm saying. It's not like a one and done deal. It jumped both of the cars. Or if you're in an emergency situation, a lot of them have strobe lights on them. They have yeah. flashlights yeah. on them. You could charge your cell phone directly from them. They have USB ports on them. Uh, we have a couple different brands, Jumping Carry, Power Probe. They're all great. And you guys had one that had like an air compressor built into it yes. too. Yes, I mean they make them all the way from super fancy, yeah. you know, fairly similar. But I know I bought one for my wife's car. I mean, as soon as I knew what they were and saw how well they yeah. worked, I was like, here, just keep this with you, so that way you're never running into a situation. Great for college kids. When your girls start to drive, those would definitely be something great to put in their vehicles, oh, yeah. so you know that they're never going to have an issue, or they have to ask a stranger, to, "Hey, do you have some jumper cables?" And yeah, that doesn't <laughs> invite trouble right there. <laughs> Beautiful young lady asking for help on the side of the road. That's just asking for trouble. I saw a movie that started like that once. Yeah, it was a horror movie, wasn't it? <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Another good thing are emergency kits, too. That's one thing I think yeah. that's underrated. I was driving, me and my wife, we were driving on the interstate the other day. I mean, it's one in the morning, and I, I'm, I look over, and this guy's under his car with his legs hanging out. 
oh, man. into traffic. That's scary. So one thing these emergency kits are great for, because they do include flashlights and extra batteries and some like dry foods and all that, but they have those triangle flares. Mm-hmm. Um, Grody also is another one of our vendors. They make hazard flashlights. So for 40 bucks, it's a yellow strobe light. You could stick it on the ground. It's magnetic. You could stick it on the top of your car. So you're kind of alerting people, especially if you have a dead battery or your car's not started or you have a black car. It's the middle of the night. Even though your hood's up, nobody can really, you know, see what's going on. These things alert the other traffic and the triangle flares help you divert traffic a little bit. So at least people are aware that like, hey, there's somebody over here trying to change their tire. Nothing's worse than getting stuck on a road with no shoulder and having to change a tire. Yeah. One time we were out camping and uh, I had one of those emergency kits that you guys sell and it has a little bit of everything in it. But one thing in there, I was like, rope? What am I going to need rope for? (laughs) Well, when I backed my truck into a tree and my tailgate kept falling off, we roped that bad boy shut and I was like, this emergency kit is very handy. There you go. So now I always have rope in my trunk too. Rope, bungee cables to it, another one if you've ever lost. I was in Mississippi one time and my wife, (laughs) this is a little embarrassing, it was my wife and myself and her grandmother. We were on the military base. Her, her grandfather was a ex-veteran. We were at the BX. Uh, we were going to leave. And there was no one in front of me. So I was like, cool, threw it in drive, went to go forward. Ran straight over one of those concrete parking barriers. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't notice it when I pulled in, uh, so I went to go pull straight. You know, my, I had a little tiny Nissan Sentra. The whole car just oh, rocked. No. Um, and so when we left, all you heard was, and it was my exhaust pipe. Oh. I broke one of the hangers, and it was rattling against the bottom of the car. So we stopped. I actually picked up a bungee cord, but that's something to keep keep handy too. If you ever lose an exhaust, you know something along those lines. Bungee cords are great to, to tie that up temporarily. Better. Yeah, I had to use a coat hanger when that <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> And I actually, when I turned the truck in to, to sell it, to get the Buick I'm in now, it still had the coat hanger ha- hanging underneath it. Well, bungee co- uh, coat hanger actually for a long-term solution is probably better. A bungee cord will burn through eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that starts stinking. Right, it? yeah. But it got you to Temporarily, where you needed exactly. to go. Temporary fix. Yeah, in a coat hanger, temporary fix. <laughs> Smythe has the correct things because I, I guarantee you, once that dealership took the truck and put it up on a lift, went, what in the world is this and they bought the seven dollar <laughs> exhaust hanger that they yeah. needed and put it back the right way i also learned that if you're gonna do a, a temporary fix on your uh, exhaust pipe don't use a beer can or aluminum <laughs> i know i'm redneck uh, use like a real good coffee can or like a campbell soup can a thicker tin material because the aluminum it will only melt last a little yes, while it then, will melt and then it'll whistle like it makes a little <laughs> like a little pinhole and then all of a sudden you get like a loud whistle oh that's coming funny. out and it's even worse yeah yeah. So uh, do it right. Uh, yeah. Fix it right. Don't that, rig it. We talk about that Temporary. all the time on the show. And I, I got to reiterate, <laughs> it's not as expensive yeah. in the long run if you mm-hmm. fix it right in the beginning. Yeah. And a lot of times it's not nearly as expensive or as difficult to fix as you think it is. And you if know? you need help, that's why you turn to the professionals at Smythe Automotive. Pick up the phone, give them a call or stop by and ask them. You could also email us. You know, we always throw it out there. Podcast at SmytheAutomotive.com and we'll help you with whatever fix it is and we won't help you rig it with a coat hanger <laughs> yeah we'll let uh we'll, we'll hold off on stat replying to those emails yeah, uh, a professional yeah no and if it's not something that either one of us know we we have tons of professionals it's my thought motive that we lean on and we can always get you an answer to your question any other uh, emergency preparedness things that you have in your car that you always uh whenever you switch vehicles you make sure is in the car i always keep a tire 
pressure gauge. That's one other thing, too. It's not always necessarily for an emergency, but a tire pressure gauge, if your tire's looking kind of flat, you don't have to go to the gas station and stick it against the air thing and kind of get that shoddy. And a uh, lot of times they're broke anyway, the ones on the pump at the (laughs) gas station, the air thing. Um, So, I mean, look, we even sell one, 15 bucks. It's digital. All you got to do is stick it on there and it will give you an exact reading on there. Oh, that's nice. I mean, you can get them from as cheap as 99 cents for the old school ones with the, the thing that pops out the bottom but i mean for 15 dollars, that's when i put in my car it's when i put in my wife's car just because it's easier for her to not have to figure out psi and the lines and all that stuff and you'll save a lot on gas too keeping those yes. tires as a that's, right pressure that's one thing people definitely don't think about enough I, I read a statistic somewhere but i'm spitballing here but it's something like an extra three to five miles a gallon that you can get from properly inflated tires wow. over time that's a lot of money too yeah i do have one of those in my glove box too and a pocket knife i always have a pocket knife because you just never know and i got that in the kit An- another thing to think of uh, when i bought my regal it didn't have a spare tire at all it didn't have a jack it had wow. a little air compressor in it <laughs> well if you slash a tire right. which is what my wife did you don't have any choice but to pull over and call somebody or get a tote or something because there is no right tire so i actually went to junkyard and bought a spare tire to put in there and then a, a scissor jack you could buy those at smith automotive yep. and just Absolutely. slap them in the back so that we're prepared but you'll see if you buy a new car you might think like there's a whole tub a a compartment it looks like there's a spare tire in there but once you lift it up it's like wait a minute wow there's a big hole in in an air compressor what i I still don't know what kind of sense that makes put an air compressor in the trunk if your tire is blown flat That compressor is going to do nothing for well, you. Well, sometimes if you got like a, a can of fix a flat, something that I could recommend also for keeping that in your vehicle. As temporary. an emergency, temporary, just to get to the service yeah. station to get that fixed. Uh, fix a flat. And then you mentioned a pocket knife too. One other thing that I thought of, um, and I do keep in my car, is a seatbelt cutter. Oh, if really? you ever get into an accident, I lost a friend several years ago. He lost his life, unfortunately, because he was stuck in his seatbelt. Oh, I got pinned in. Yeah, so... So, so you uh, carry a seatbelt. So belt. I carry a seatbelt cutter in my vehicle. Yeah, I have... A, mine's actually a pocket knife, and on the bottom of it has a seatbelt cutter built into I it. I think I've seen those knives, and doesn't it also have, like, a little tip on it that if you need to break the yeah, window... Yeah, you can shatter the window if you need tip. to. Right, yeah. A um, piece of uh, porcelain or something along Yeah, it's those got lines. a little tip on it. That, mm-hmm. that, but just something to think about. Like I said, for me personally, that comes from a sad yeah. experience, but I think it's a good recommendation. Even if you're not, you know, and you get into a minor accident... If something happens and you can't get out of that seatbelt, somebody's going to have to come cut you out. So it's much better. It's much safer. Cut it. You know, and you can get that. that fixed. Yeah. Well, I think those are great tips. And hey, comment below when we post this if you've got some uh, emergency preparedness tips that you think we might have missed or that you might have had something happen to you and now you carry this in your car everywhere you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's an ongoing thing. As cars change, well, we got to be prepared in different ways. So we were talking earlier, too, about tires. One easy way to check your tires is, I'm sure you're familiar, the penny test, right? Yeah, and that's something you probably have in your car already. And I know that's an old school. That's the way my dad taught me when I was young to do it. Yeah. But it's pretty simple. You take a penny, and to check your tire tread depth, all you do is insert the penny into your tire's tread groove, 
so the grooves in between the nubs on your tires, with Lincoln's head upside down. And if you can see all of Lincoln's head, so none of the tread is blocking at eye level, you know, Lincoln's head, that means that you have less than two thirty seconds of an inch left on those treads, and it's time to replace your tires. You see, obviously, and then use some thought behind that. If it's getting close, it's still probably time to replace those yeah. tires. If anyway. it's on his forehead, you're getting close. <laughs> but if it's in his beard or in his little goatee thing, you're good. And I've used that trick for years and years and years. And actually, when I was at the dealership and they were recommending routine maintenance that I needed to do, and they said my wife needed new tires, but I knew differently, I did the penny test at the dealership <laughs> and then asked him once again, do you still think I need tires? And or his were answer you just was, trying, uh, I, I figured since your wife is driving around your kids that you would want extra tread to keep them safe in the car. I was like, no, you saw my wife being a woman and thought you could sell her tires. It is. It's sad. You know, I love doing this show because I want everybody to be empowered. Yes. Uh, men, too. A lot of people are not knowledgeable on the dealers and repair centers, you know, obviously other than the parts plus car care centers. Um, <laughs> now, a lot of times those come with recommendations that are valid, such as your wife and children driving yeah, in the car. Yeah. But you could probably get away with it for a little longer, you know, maybe go a little further. But always trust your mechanic and find a mechanic that you do trust. That's the key. I, yeah. I struggled with that for years, trying to find the right person to turn to with questions. And nine times out of ten, I just call up Smythe Automotive and bounce ideas off of yeah. whoever answers the yeah. phone because uh, they, they are so well informed on changes in the industry and different options and stuff. And if you need a recommendation, call your local Smythe Automotive or email us at podcast at Smythe automotive.com and we'll recommend somebody for you at least in the local area around here where we service well awesome thanks for downloading sockets and cylinders drive safe out there it's emergency preparedness month so go get prepared stop by smith automotive and they'll get you set up thanks and have a great weekend looking forward to talking to you guys next time